Brandon Knight, Jerron Brown, Sam Young. The list can go on and on of great pit basketball players who came into this program as under-recruited players and turned into superstars through good coaching and hard work. The Panthers right now are getting good coaching, but are they putting in that hard work to become superstars in the ACC? Someone needs to emerge and become the guy to lead this basketball program to the NCAA tournament again. We'll discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pit podcast. about finishing it in these final 30 minutes. Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia. We were knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina. And it's happened in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. Dude, one hell of a game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world. Hell to pit. Hell to pit. This is the week of February 22nd, and this is the Hail to Pit podcast. I'm Alan. And I'm Vince. And Pam is not here this week, Vince. And I don't know if it's because it's a it's been a rough week for hoops or if if she's just got she's she's busy. She's a busy woman. So I don't fault her. But this is this is going to be a rough episode without her. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, she she is a bit disappointed and very busy, but uh, yeah, just disgusted with some of the things she's seen recently. Yikes! You hear that sound of the air being let out of the NCAA tournament balloon for the Pitt Panthers? Three straight losses since we last left you here on the Hail to Pitt podcast. Clemson, Virginia Tech, Florida State, all KOing the Pitt Panthers. And I, I don't, Vince, I don't know, even know about an NIT now we're going to have to discuss. Yeah, it, it, it don't look good, Alan. Uh, yeah, we were talking about last week how, the, uh, you know, if there was any hope and a prayer for this team to make the NCAA tournament, they probably had to win, you know, two out of these next three games. Uh, they lost all three of them. And now, yeah, an NIT bid is in serious jeopardy. I mean, they may be facing the, Whatever they call that, CBI or oh, no. CBA, oh, KFC. No. The one where you one have to go play on some island. Oh, no. Well, without <laughs> we're going to try to forge ahead without our colleague, Pam. And uh, we are going to discuss pit hoops. We have some pit wrestling to talk. And, of course, what you're all saying on the pitternet and what they're saying around town about these pit panthers. We will let you know that we are on Twitter at H2P Show. And we appreciate you giving us a follow, interacting with us there, Panther fans at H2P show. Of course, you can email us hail the number two pit podcast at gmail.com. That's hail to pit podcast at gmail.com. And of course, the Panther line 412-407-3387. 412-407-3387. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, ask a question, give us a comment, or give us something to put on the show. We, we'd love to air it. We appreciate all feedback anywhere we can get it, including Panther Lair and Reddit, wherever you're talking Pit Panther Sports. This is a production of Pretty Easy Podcasts. You can go to prettyeasypodcast.com today to start your own podcast and get your own professional sounding show with a personal producer. 
That's prettyeasypodcasts.com. Okay, rough week, Vince. I am uh, not upset, just disappointed. I, w- I was enjoying the 50-50 booking of this season. Lose one, win one, lose one, win one. But this three losses in a row, I don't know if I could take it. Clemson and Virginia Tech and Florida State, and really none of them were close. Yeah, and that's that's the part that really hurts, you know. Uh, Clemson, you know, yeah, they they pulled an upset against Duke earlier this year, but really just you know kind of an average team that was you know below Pitt in the standings, and and Clem- they just waxed them, uh, just a, a barrage of three pointers. Uh, Virginia Tech, uh, a team that Pitt, you know, it, it looked like they had been better than you know during the season, but just could not get anything together uh, on the road there. And then Florida State, a team Pitt beat. In the very first game, uh, you know, I don't care if they're a, you know, a top ten team or not. You know, you've proven you could beat these guys, and just were just looked completely outmatched uh, last night, as of this live on tape recording. Uh, Alan, it just seems like this team's just falling apart. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's like the last thing you wanted to see because at least we were seeing some you know tough play they were in games they were close games some of them at least for a while against some of the better teams all season long but I, I dare I say at this stretch of games it's almost as upsetting as the Wake Forest loss which has been the the pillar is in far as far as disappointments this season and you know if that was going to be the worst loss and the worst thing this season I would have taken that but these three losses in a row are kind of backbreaking if you're a Pitt basketball fan because not only is it bad for this season, which you know none of us had the highest hopes for, uh, a bubble would been would have been amazing and way overachieving, but this is backbreaking. I think, as you brought up at the top, Vince, kind of uh, existential crisis now. If you're a Pitt basketball fan, because we know how people who are fans of this program, who are sports fans in this town, uh, react to stuff like this. This is where people start questioning, oh, the future and where's this thing going. Where do you stand seeing these three losses in a row? Because it was not pretty. Yeah, it just seems like, you know, this team is is certainly not perfect. Uh, we, we said that at the very beginning of the season, a lot was going to have to go right for this team really to succeed. And it seemed just like, you know, some of the stuff that we were counting on uh, is not coming through. You know, Xavier Johnson, Trey McGowan's, you know, these guys just aren't, uh, aren't performing and I don't know you know if there's too much pressure on them or, or what it is but you know as great as Justin Champagny and Adis Tony have really come on you know these other guys have been equally as bad and it's just you know they just don't have enough good players and certainly not enough good players in the right spots Alan I, I, tell me what you think about this it just seems like you know, they they're kind of hitting a wall here you know with having to play so many minutes every game yeah, that's what it feels like running out of gas. And I'm not going, I'm never one to panic in, for the entire future of the Pitt Panther program because, like we've talked about, some exciting recruits coming in and we're seeing, you know, young players stepping up in Tony and Champagny. Um, the fact that guys like that stepped up, you would have thought that the two established guys in McGowan's and Johnson, coupled with players like that, if everybody was contributing you would get a vibe uh, of what you used to get with the Pitt Panthers was maybe not one standout megastar who's you know an all NCAA player but a bunch of guys who are solid multiple 10 point scorers at least per game 
And it just it, the consistency hasn't been there. If one guy's on, everyone else is off. The three point shooting's been bad. The three point defense is bad. Yeah, and yes. that's that's yes. the worst of all, especially in today's game. You yeah. cannot afford to not play three point defense in any <laughs> any level of basketball these days because everyone's yeah. coaching teams to sh- chuck it up. So yeah. that is all a recipe for what we've seen. A hit in the wall moment. Three losses in a row for the Pitt Panthers. Only a handful of games to rectify the situation. Hopefully, get in the NIT. Yeah, I like what you said there, Alan, about the you know the three point defense. Do you think it's just that these guys, you know, they're uh, you know the the top guys, they're being forced to play thirty minutes. You know, some of them playing the entire forty minutes every single night. In it, that they're just. They don't have a. They can't. They don't are out of gas. They just can't keep up on defense and and cover these guys. You know, I, to me, that's kind of seems what it is. I don't think it's necessarily that they're you know, that they're a, a horrible defensive team. It's I think that's just a tough ask to do that. You know, I don't I don't care how young they are. You know, that's a tough ask each and every night. Absolutely, and, and that's that's a depth issue. That's a a program building issue. That's, you know, where one of the issues we knew that they would have this year. So that's why I'm not panicking as much as some other uh, fans might, because these are, these are just the hallmarks of a team that is in the process of rebuilding from a disastrous uh, a regime and, you know, putting the pieces together. And what they did before this was pretty impressive. And unfortunately, uh, you know, they, they were due and, and, and you bring that up too, Vince. I mean, you look across all these games in the second half, you're right. Pitt allowed more points in the second half, I believe in each of one of the last three losses. Um, so th- this is just a team that just cannot, they cannot sustain with just what f- five guys, really six. You have to, I think in today's college basketball, especially have to have at least eight capable players to rotate. Now you don't have to have a bunch of guys who could score, but you definitely need guys who can just at least come out there and be trusted to play some damn good defense. And Pitt doesn't even have that, which is, which is shocking when you talk about Pitt Panthers basketball. Yeah. That's, you know, what this program was built on some 20 years ago. And it, it seems like, you know, eons ago at this point, um, they just, you know, guys like Terrell Brown, who you thought, you know, was going to be able to take a big step uh, this year and was going to be able to be a force inside, you know, maybe not necessarily a 20 point score, but a guy that, you know, was a legit double double threat every, every time he he steps on the court. And it, it just hasn't been there. And, you know, the backup big men that they have aren't, aren't providing anything either. It, it's just. Uh, it's just disappointing not to see the growth from some of these players that we expected to see. And especially when you see some of these comments from Coach Capel talking about, you know, how you know, maybe guys aren't as focused as they should be. I mean, the Coach Capel's coming from, you know, a Duke program where he played and coach who is used to excellence and he knows what it takes to win. And when he's given some of the comments like he did after the Clemson game, it's a little disheartening, I think. Yeah, I do like though that Coach Capel was pretty, pretty fired up and and very. I mean, you saw the distraught in him over the, over some of these losses. I believe he said, you know, at some point you have to be you know pissed off or mad about, uh, you know, to be just close to breaking through. He was talking about 
as a, as a team. You know, they were on, they were almost, I would say, in the threshold of, of maybe making that, that crossover into good basketball team. And they didn't. And now they've taken that step back. And, uh, yeah, Capel, you saw, he was, he's been upset. And that's just, I think, really, credit to him. I think he's done as much as he really can as a, as a coach. When you have hardly a rotation, uh, you know, not a lot of trust to go into deep into your roster, and you're, you know, pushing these guys as much as, as he has to, losing focus, losing energy at this point in the season is not surprising. And I bet you nobody – I mean, there are fans out there who cannot wait for for some of these recruits to come in. But nobody is as excited for next year, I'm sure, as, as Jeff Capel. I mean, it's, it, oh, it's yeah. just – yeah, for when, when, you know, when you talk about some of the guys he signed to, Collier, uh, Amadison, uh, Hughley, I mean, so just those three names alone – you have players, you have, I feel like Pitt's going to be playing young guys next season right away because what we saw at the end of this season here with the lack of depth. Well, if anything, it should light a fire under the guys that are, they're currently there. You know, I mean, they got to, you know, uh, I understand that this season's, you know, a bit lost here, but you got to show some improvement and you really got to improve over the summer and get better, you know, uh, this program, you know, when it was at its peak, it didn't rely on, you know, freshman phenoms. It relied on guys that developed over, uh, you know, over their their first and second years and become great players. You know, Sam, Sam Young, Young now and, stunk until he was a senior. Yeah, this was a guy that was, you know, a guy that could maybe not was stunk an undersized yeah. an, an undersized four who could jump high. May have been forty years old for all we know, yeah, uh, but it. he certainly looked it. But you know that's all he was. And then by the time he was a junior, he became the best offensive player in the entire country, and, and he almost led Pitt to a national title. Uh, and you know that's what we need to see out of, out of these guys here. And it really, over the past, it's been kind of the same thing over the past ten years. Just a, not enough guys are improving enough. To, to take that next step and not just be leaders for this ball club, but be really good players uh, in the college game and lead them to a lot of wins. Yeah, it's kind of shocking. I mean, McGowan's and Johnson, would you say that one or both of them took a step back pretty much so far this season? Because I, I mean, I, I they definitely had both had better seasons last year, I think. Well, you say if you're, if you're not if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And, you know, these guys certainly aren't getting better. Uh, I think that they're they're in a tough spot. You know, they got to play out of position. They don't they're not true point guards, but they're being asked to do that. Uh, That makes things difficult. But it seems like they're just they just can't get anything going offensively. You know, they're being guarded tightly, uh, being asked to create things on their own. and, And it's just not working out. And that's, you know, last year, you know, there's all these whispers that, you know, these guys, they might be going to the NBA, you know, they <laughs> might, you know, this might be the last time we see them. And you know, now, you know, who knows, you know, hopefully they're still good enough to start next year. Well, yeah, I think they will be. Both of their mi- minutes went significantly up and both both of their, the rest of their statistical categories went significantly down. 
uh, so far. I mean, the season's not over yet. Obviously, the Pitt Panthers have four games left. But that that is a, a glaring difference. The minutes going up for both of the key players we talked about going into the season, coupled with the lack of depth, only a couple of other guys really standing out as new contributors, and you see the results. Um, I can't I can't fathom this thing uh, rectifying the rest of the way. Vince, moving forward, the four games, UVA, Syracuse, NC State, Georgia Tech, I feel like Pitt is out of gas. If, if they win this game uh, this weekend against Virginia, I'll be shocked. I'll be super happy, but if when they lose, four, four in a row would, ugh, that would be rough, and it's probably going to happen this Saturday. Yeah, Virginia, you know, they're a team that, you know, they kind of need this win if they're going to, uh, make the NCAA tournament. This would be a devastating loss for them uh, on the road or not. Is this a chance? Uh, so you know, is this a chance for Pitt to to shut down the 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 reigning defending champs and end their hopes at a repeat? <laughs> it, it very well could. And, and whenever you put it like that, maybe Pitt is going to win this game. That'd be great. Uh, but, that would that would be almost as good as ruining Roy Williams' season. Get two <laughs> things to hang your hat on. If, if Pitt wins this game on Saturday. I, I, well, I think the fact that Virginia, you know, won the championship last year, they, they're, they're probably good for the next 25 years. Uh, they, and they probably won't bother them if they don't make the tournament, but, but uh, yeah, this, this is going to be a tough game. You know, Virginia, they lost. Yeah. A lot of guys from that championship team, but they still have Diakite. Uh, they still have a, a, a tough squad that's going to come in here and play some, some serious defense. And that's, you know, that's bad news for the Panthers. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. At home, Saturday at noon, Pitt and Virginia. See if the Panthers could at least uh, steal one and make, make you know, put another notch on the belt of at least highlights from this season that's been up and mostly down. Big growing pain season. We've talked about that going into the year. That's what it would be. It has been as such, but. You know, there have been some some high spots. We can't negate those either. So that's why I lean towards not the gloom and doom that some people are with the three losses in a row, but it definitely was the worst week of the season for Pitt basketball fans. Um, and, you know, Kep, Capel, he said as much. I like this quote too, Vince. We had this one here. He says, we have to get to a point where this really bothers you. You have to change it. No one's going to feel sorry for us. No team in this league is going to feel sorry for us. So we have to grow up and we have to understand we are the ones that have to change it. That is taking ownership and just saying this all needs to be fixed in-house. There's nothing outside that's stopping us from improving. That, that's absolutely right. And it's going to start the, you know, it starts on uh, on this Saturday. You know, yeah, you, you're, you know, even if you, you know, win some of these games here, you're still not going to make the tournament. But, you know, the the young players on this team, Drum Ghoul, you know, uh, Cool Body, those guys got to improve their game and get ready for next year because, yeah, Alan, you mentioned that there's some good players coming in, but the, the, the backbone of this team is going to be in – be the guys that are on this team right now. They're the ones that have to improve. They're the ones that have to build the depth on this team, and hopefully they'll be complemented by some good recruits coming in. All right, there's your pit hoops talk for today. We'll get back to some college basketball in just a little bit because rankings are out and the the madness is approaching us pretty quickly. We'll have to discuss it, but pit hoops does take on 
the Virginia Cavaliers this Saturday. And then uh, by the time we talk to you next week, they'll be gearing up for a matchup against the hated Syracuse Orange. And uh, that's really the only game I hope they win all season long. Can't wait for it. All right, before we get to some more Pitt sports Vince, why don't we take a break and hear what everyone else is talking about regarding the Panthers online? You wanna you wanna take a, a mosey off into the information superhighway? Yeah, yeah. Let's hear what people are chatting about. Can you explain what internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets, and to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. But we're a good darn football team. I'm proud of these guys. But what? Let's see what they're saying on the pitternet here. I think we got one from TPS48, Vince. And I'm trying to read what is he what's he talking about here on Panther Lair in response to a question of what kind of offense we're running. And he said yeah. he calls this the drive and hope for a foul offense. I've who yeah. is that a, is that a Jerry Tarkanian? creation who created that offense well uh, th- i'll say this in jerry tarkanian's offense there was no hoping there was just <laughs> doing and uh <laughs> here yeah i mean it just seems like you know guys like mcgowan and johnston you know they're just they're just out of control and, and you know they're you know they're driving to the hoop they're th- throwing up prayers and you know, it's not getting answered unfortunately and th- this this sums it up to me you know it's rare that you find something uh uh, on a message board that, you know, kind of gets direct into the point that, you know, this was one of them. TPS 48 on Panther Lair. I wonder if he was a former high school basketball coach with that kind of knowledge. That's really astute. I like that. <laughs> the drive and hope for a foul offense. Put that on a t-shirt and uh, start teaching the, the AAU kids that, that, that that's the next triangle offense, the drive and hope for a foul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best thing that we found on the internet. The rest was pretty scary, and I don't even want to bring it up the rest of the time, Vince. Let's talk about <laughs> something good, and that would be Pit Wrestling. That's right. Pit Panthers ranked number nine, Vince. Yeah, ranked number nine uh, in the top ten. There's four ACC teams in the top ten, believe it or not, along with along with the Panthers. That'd be uh, – uh, North Carolina, NC State, and then Virginia Tech, who's ranked number seven, Pitt having its regular season finale against the Hokies this Saturday. Nino. Uh, so that's going to be a uh, – I'm bringing my Nino uh, sign the, I'm, uh, for the for the ACC championship. You seen him? The, Bonacorsi? The, the Italian dream. Oh, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. ACC championship at home, March 8th at the Pete. Uh, yeah, and the ACC is legit too. You said what four? Was that four teams? Yeah, four teams the in the top ten. And and then you know the Pitt Panthers got they got a couple in the top ten themselves. Pit Bulls among Pit Bulls. These Pit Panthers. If you enjoy college wrestling, amateur wrestling, professional wrestling, I don't care. If you like people scrapping on the mat. This is some good old fashioned grappling. They they went down to that Southern scuffle in January too. I remember putting the (laughs) watching them put some highlights for Twitter together up at the Pete. These guys, they know how to scrap. They know how to scuffle. They're fun to watch. And that Nino Bonacorsi is one of them ranked number eight in the country at 184 pound. And then you like heavyweights, Vince. Yeah. Yeah. 285 pound limit heavyweight ranked number ninth in the country. Demetrius Thomas. Uh, Kids is just an animal. 
right, right now. Uh, I can't wait to see these cats uh, in the not just the ACC championship, but the national championship uh, coming up at the end of March. Uh, you know, the Panthers, you know, they'll uh, they're gonna they're gonna make some noise in, in that thing. You know, they may not make it to you know be number one in the country. Certainly, they're gonna be trying, and we're all gonna be hoping for that. But you know, these guys here. Uh, Nino and Demetrius, they got a chance to, you know, place and be among the best uh, in the entire country at their given weight class. Yeah, definitely keep an eye on it. ACC Network's going to be having all this as championship month is approaching. And then you have the ACC championships and really super fun stuff to watch. Highly recommend it. And of course, it's pit. It's Pitt Athletics. Support it. I know that our good friend of the show, P. Smitty, Vince, is going to be hitting us up to probably be going to see them at the Pete and and, and having some watch parties because, you know, he's a big wrestling honk, and this is going to be good stuff here. Yeah. Every, every time he sends me a message, he always uses that hashtag Pinsburg. Yeah, he, buddy. Constantly using that one. Pinsburg. Pinsburg. <laughs> <laughs> Pit Wrestling, March 8th is the ACC championship. And like Vince said, winding down the regular season uh, this week. So, of course, follow that. And we'll be talking about it as championship month approaches March. You know, we'll have some tournaments to look forward to, Vince. At the very least, wrestling will give us, I think, a lot of fun stuff to talk about as they storm through, power through uh, their, their championship March uh, we have some more college hoops here to discuss on a national scale. Um, before that, though, what do we say we go and hit up uh, some of these uh, local watering holes and and garages and 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 outside of churches on a Sunday? What were people talking about pit sports around Pittsburgh, Vince? Yeah, lo- local Pittsburghers uh, talking about basketball could could get you know pretty heated. Um, uh, and I'm not quite sure if it's just the passion or the lack of knowledge or what it is. Uh, but they <laughs> probably, really, they really get after, they really get after the it this time of year. It's probably the latter. Let's do it. Another Saturday coming, and the Panthers are playing. Time to find out what the answers are saying. Dude, I can't believe they ain't getting to the tournament again. Oh, I know. You know, Capel, he's just been disappointing this year. You know why they don't win no more? It has come. They don't get any of them kids out of Shenley High and at. Uh, yeah, that's a good program. You know, I'm surprised they don't snatch up more of them kids from up there. Yeah, you know they don't. They're going to keep losing. Hell to pit. But the answers are saying. That's what the answers are saying. Uh, yeah, the bottom line is Pitt needs to just bring in more good players. And, and that, that's how they're going to get better. Uh, the guys on the team, you know, I think there's some quality there, but they just got to improve that, that, uh, and they got to bring in more good guys. That's the only, that's the only way they're going to get better. Uh, the guys in that locker room and Coach Capo, I believe he's the one to do it. Uh, but we're going to be talking about some national college basketball, Alan. Uh, we can start talking about the NCAA tournament coming up next month uh, now that the it doesn't look like the Panthers are going to be involved. Unfortunately, no. And unfortunately, it, some of the, t- the teams that I just really despise are really good this year. Um, I'm, I'm just not Kansas, Baylor. This is a rough, rough year if you're if you don't like any of those teams <laughs> like me. 
Uh, West Virginia's in the top 10 this year, Vince. This is this is rough. But then there's a beacon of hope. It's the only undefeated team in all the land. And I'm, a, I'm becoming a huge Aztecs fan this season. I don't know about you. Yeah, uh, so the, the selection committee, if that's what they want to call themselves, uh, they've been actually taking after the women's uh, trend, and they are actually releasing their top 16, you know, their top uh, one, two, three, and four seeds uh, kind of periodically uh, uh, throughout the year for where they see if the tournament would start uh, today. So these, these rankings are as of February 7th. Um, and they do have those Aztecs undefeated uh, at number four. So they would be a one seed. Uh, that's pretty impressive from them. Uh, a lot of critics saying that they didn't really play that tough of a schedule. But uh, the, <laughs> these really. kids, these, these, that's true. But these kids can ball, no doubt about that. Oh, absolutely. I, I You know, I actually like teams that haven't played anyone too great during the regular season. <laughs> Because then they get to the tournament and they're gonna be they're gonna be on another level. They're they're gonna be just chomping at the bit, San Diego State. Whenever they do get their, you get to sink their teeth into a decent team like a, I don't know, like an LSU or a, or a Michigan or something like that. You know, that's probably who they'll probably face in like a a second round if they end up being a number one. Uh, definitely my favorite of the teams that'll probably be number ones. Uh, but you know, then there are the sneaky teams and I've been saying all season long, I don't really like any team in the top 25. Once I get to March and I'm picking my teams, uh, I don't know. Did Wisconsin make the top 25? They're still like decent enough. I'm looking forward to picking them for some upsets in the tournament. I, I think they, I think they are. Uh, well, actually, I don't know if they're ranked in the top 25. They were, they weren't in this top six, 16. I'll say that. Uh, yeah. I, I don't – well, I guess they are ranked in the top 25. A team I like, and it's kind of embarrassing to say that it's a Big Ten team that I'm interested in, is Iowa. Uh, watch out for that team. Uh, not not enough people talking about them. Yeah, I you know, Iowa's all right. I, if I'm picking a Big team, Ten team, though, I'm riding with Aleem Ford in Wisconsin. I like watching them uh, this season. The, the, the rankings, though, were interesting. Um, you know – Baylor's been one now. Has Baylor ha- held number one the longest of any team all season long? I guess so. You know, people keep thinking that they're going to lose, and they they never do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just so weird to see two Big Twelve teams at the top, to me at least, uh, and the ACC so far down there. Is our only hope Duke? <sighs> I guess. I mean, I said it a couple of weeks ago. It just seems like a Duke year uh, that they're just going to, you know, quietly, you know, sneak up there. Louisville, I thought was very good at the beginning of the season, but they just keep dropping a bunch of, you know, strange games, you know, to teams they shouldn't be losing to. Yeah, this is definitely going to be one of the hardest, at least in my lifetime, uh, tournaments to pick. But we'll see how these cha- these uh, conference championships end up shaking the, this these rankings out i don't like these rankings coming out so early vince i honestly am not a fan of it in basketball it's i don't like i don't want to have to talk about my bracket this early <laughs> giving you away too to much just, info yeah i i you know that you gotta suspend disbelief a little bit whenever you're talking about brackets uh you know to talk about the acc just a little bit you you know we talked about florida state today uh you know 
yeah, I know it was just Pitt that they beat, but they did look impressive, and they got a bunch of seven foot guys out there. And you know, you know, anytime you have size like that, you know, that's something you could promote, something you could market. And those kids, they they were they were out there showing out for sure. I'm I like that for conference tournaments. Maybe a, a couple wins early in a tur- in the big tournament. I don't know about sustainability with the Giants. I like my shooters and my perimeter <laughs> defense. When I'm picking, so you're saying that the days of Roy Hibbert are gone. They are long gone, buddy. You got to shoot. But you know what's upsetting is I was looking at the Joe Lunardi. Lunardi. He had Penn State as a three. Ugh. Yeah, they did lose last night to Illinois University, uh, which was nice. Um, they don't. They don't excite me at all. You know, a lot of people are talking about. It. They're just beating up on a bunch of, you know, average. Big Ten teams. I mean, where's the? Do you, you know, so you respect a team that plays just West Western Athletic Conference teams all season long instead of average Big Ten teams? I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, the Big Ten's just so boring, and it doesn't matter what sport it is. It's so it's so unless it's a sport like wrestling, where we're just being you know tough and and boring. You know, is, is good. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just kind of disappointing. So, which is the least boring team then? You think so in these rankings? Would you go? Who's with, the least boring team? I would say it's San Diego State. What about you? It, it, it could be. You know, Dayton is very interesting with that Obi Toppin. Uh, they're they're just tough. Uh, basically, anybody from the Big East too. Uh, I'm interested in. Um, yeah, Nova made the the top fifteen, I believe, of the rankings too. I'm just looking at the five here. Yeah, but Butler's in there. Um, Villanova, Seton Hall, who's been ranked, you know, hovering around that top 10 the entire year. Ooh, uh, here's a question. If Pitt was in the Big East, would their record be any different? Probably not. It may be worse, actually. Um, the, the Big East is strong th- this year. I mean, Marquette, who's, you know, barely a top 25 team. Creighton, uh, you know, two very good ball clubs there. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know if Pitt would be better than St. John's right now. Oh, goodness. This is such a bizarro basketball, college basketball world we live in from 10, 15 years ago. Things change. Baylor is above Kansas. I can't believe Kansas is still allowed to play college basketball, quite honestly, uh, with everything going on at that university this year and that program. Uh, this is a <laughs> really weird so season. So is Louisville, for that matter. <laughs> yep, this is a really weird season. Uh, Vince, though, I like where you say it feels like a Duke year. At the end of it, it's going to feel normal when Duke's the champion for so, somehow. That's the th- yeah, you know, it seems. And Alan, you said that you're only you're not picking anybody in the top twenty five. Nope, yep. to go far. But it seems like you're best off picking three teams that barely made the tournament and Duke. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm leaning. Or I'm or I'm going to do three teams in San Diego State and just pick with my heart. Right now, I'm leaning. I'm leaning Wisconsin. Probably gonna go with, uh, oh, I don't know, like a Georgetown, and maybe uh, the third team I don't, I'll throw in there, Wichita State. What about Florida? Uh, no. Carrie Blackshear. I don't know. I, I'm not liking the SEC this year. Yeah, I, I I think Auburn's very overrated. I even though they they somehow win most of their games. Bruce so. Pearl recently <laughs> seen on The Bachelor. 
Not that I watched that show. I just heard about really? it. Really? Yes. What was he doing on there? I think a coach on his staff had a daughter who was trying to get with The Bachelor. So Bruce Pearl came out and greased all the palms to make sure that... <laughs> Bruce Pearl's like, how are you doing? You want to give to my program? <laughs> Here, there's a guy out front. You're going to meet him. Any money you have, you could give to him. I can't be seen with anything. <laughs> Yeah, that's the that's a fun that they they put this out, I guess, for us to talk about the brackets that yeah. aren't even real yet. But you know, they got us talking. There you go. You got me. Damn it, you got me. And next week we'll be uh, we'll be discussing the women's bracket when our our resident women's bracketologist Pam makes her return. Yes, her epic return because you no, know, without her, this, this you get this 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 craziness on this episode on this show where made a bunch of wrestling references and, and probably talked a little bit too too loosely about what Bruce Pearl does down in Auburn. With that she would have shut that down real quick, Vince. We need Pam. Yeah, back. she she's she's got a love hate relationship with Bruce Pearl. Uh <laughs> yeah, he, he was a good friend to Pat Summit, but then he's also done a lot of bad things. A very very interesting figure in college athletics. Maybe one day we'll do a profile on him. For now, we got to wrap this thing up. <laughs> Move on. Pitt. One hour talking about Bruce Pearl. <laughs> the Bruce Pearl podcast dropping this summer. Pitt and Virginia this Saturday at noon. Enjoy that. And, of course, a reminder, Pitt football players are playing in the XFL right now. Vince, people better watch. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, Dorian Johnson, I believe you DC defenders. with the DC Defenders, the undefeated yeah. DC Defenders. Yeah, Cardell Jones may have been knocked out of that league right now if it wasn't for uh, uh, Dorian Johnson blocking for. What about? Don't forget that that Super Jack James Folston. Well, James Folston, uh, Dwayne Hendricks. Yeah, those those kids are getting after it. Uh, just yeah, a lot of lot of good pit football still happening right now, even though. Uh, it's not a traditional football season. Yeah, it's it's the spring. I'm enjoying watching that, and uh, hopefully we'll get Quadri Henderson and some other former pit greats in that league soon instead of sitting on practice squads. I want to see these guys play it. But yeah, we digress as we end this thing. At H2P Show is where you can follow us on Twitter. We look forward to interacting with you there. We look forward to talking to you, with, to you on Panther Lair, on Reddit, and all over the Pitternet. And, of course, if you want to be on the show, you can call in, leave us a voicemail. We'll air it. We're crazy enough. That's 412-407-3387. Call in and uh, let us hear your name, where you're from. Talk some pit. Until then, we'll see you. Subscribe on any podcast app and uh, enjoy this show every single week. Vince, got anything left? Also, don't forget, uh, this Saturday, Pitt, Virginia Tech, Pinsburg, Pitt Wrestling. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, hell to pit, everybody. We'll see you next week.